What's up and welcome to the Active Amputee Podcast. Everything people with a limb difference need to live an active and exciting lifestyle. I'm Bjorn Eser, the founder of and shaker and maker behind the Active Amputee. And you're listening to episode number 34 and today's episode is a throwback to summer of 2009. After having talked about my time in Timor-Leste back in 2007, 8 and 9 with my kids a couple days ago, I thought turning an article from back then into a podcast would be a lovely idea and a story worth sharing with all of you out there. So lean back and enjoy the story about me hiking up Timor-Leste's highest mountain to raise money for people with a disability. Combining my passion for the outdoors with a good cause. My work often brings me to countries in the tropics, sometimes just for a few weeks, sometimes for years. And while a high-tech knee is a great plus when it comes to being active and mobile, these high-tech knees often hit their limits when water, when sand, mud and rice paddies are involved. A simple backup option is needed and often this can be done locally, as it was in my case in Timor-Leste back in 2009. In search of a backup option for my sea leg. Throwback to 2009. I had already been living in Timor-Leste for more than a year. At the time I was fitted with a sea leg and I was happy with it, very happy. A great leg that allowed me to do most of the things I wanted to do as long as there was no water, no mud, no beach involved. As I was living right next to the sea with the most amazing coral reef less than 100 meters offshore and only a few meters below the surface, as my work sometimes demanded that I crossed streams and rice paddies, many of my days involved a lot of water and mud and beaches and salt water and all kinds of situations that the sea leg just did not like. So I started to look for an alternative to my high-tech knee. And it didn't take long before I actually found one. Right then and there, in Dili of all places. Dili as in the capital of Timor-Leste, not Delhi as in Delhi, India. It all started when I talked to the people from Assert a local organization that assists people with disabilities. They also produce simple artificial limbs. As I still had an old diagnostic socket, they used it to build me a simple prosthesis, one that didn't mind the dirt and the dust, the beach and the salt water, just what I had been looking for. When the leg was ready and when I wanted to pay a cert for their services, they refused to accept my money. We are a non-governmental organization, a charity set up to assist people like you. We never charge our customers for our assistance. My reply that I would love to pay them didn't make a difference. My plea that I didn't want to take away valuable resources from people who really need their services didn't change their stand. They would just not charge me, full stop. After some time we agreed that they could actually accept a donation. Great, I thought. That opened up a whole new ball game. Within seconds a new idea was born. Instead of just paying for the new leg, 
or donating what I should have paid, I would come up with an event to raise funds for them and awareness about their work. Some kind of sponsored activity was what I had in mind. And right that moment, I started thinking about a challenge that I would love to do and one that was interesting enough to actually get people sponsoring me. But more about that later. First, a bit of background information about Timor-Leste in Southeast Asia. By the time I lived in Timor-Leste, way back in 2007, 8 and 9, it was the youngest nation on the planet. The country is part of the same archipelago as its mighty neighbour Indonesia. After having been a Portuguese colony for hundreds of years, Timor-Leste gained independence in late November 1975, only to be invaded by Indonesia nine days later. What was thought to be a snap annexation proved to be a long and drawn-out struggle. It took almost 25 years before the people of the Indonesian army withdrew, leaving the country devastated and finally gaining full independence in 2002. Living standards were generally low and, as in many countries of the Global South, the situation for people with a disability in Timor-Leste were often difficult. Yet, despite numerous challenges, there are many initiatives assisting people with disabilities, often run by small organizations and very committed and passionate staff and volunteers. Starting from the production of artificial limbs and handbikes, over services like physiotherapy, to efforts for social integration and economic empowerment. In all these areas, competent people are active, showing immense commitment. My challenge. All through my time in Timor-Leste, I always wanted to hike up Mount Ramelau, the country's highest peak. With 2,960 meters, it's roughly the same height as the highest mountain in Germany, the Zugspitze. That's where I come from. Well, from Germany, not from the Zugspitze. From what I knew at that time, the hike up to the peak isn't technically very demanding. The weather might be more of a problem. During the night and early morning hours, temperatures can drop quite a lot to almost 0 degrees Celsius while noon temperatures of 30 degrees or more are common, as are tropical rainstorms, especially in the afternoon. Having lived in the country for more than a year by that time, I knew that a normal rain shower could turn walking tracks into slippery, treacherous mud traps within minutes. But all in all, I knew that the hike was possible, even with a prosthesis, even if I carry enough gear to spend the night at the top and only come back the next morning and it sounded like the perfect challenge to raise money for three organizations that provide badly needed services to people with disabilities in East Timor. Once my eyes were set on this project, I needed to start getting on top of the logistics. And I needed to start looking for people to support this idea people who were willing to donate a certain amount of money if I make it up to the top of Mount Romelau and safely back down again. My initial plan was to raise 1000 US dollars. If I find 10 people who reach out to another 10 people each and every one of them donates $10 each, so my thinking, I hit my target easily. Within days, I had people pledging this amount and more, much more. 
people I hardly knew took it upon themselves to go out, approach others, explain the idea and get more commitments. After a month, we had pledges of close to, now hold your breath, 7,000 US dollars. With that amount of money on the table, I just had to reach the top. There wasn't much I could do about the weather. There wasn't much I could do about the rain. There wasn't much I could do about the terrain. But I needed to be fit. And that was something I could do something about. So each day after work, I packed my backpack with books, with water bottles and other weights and walked through the hills around Dili. And boy, that was a needed exercise. I wasn't fully aware how out of shape I was then. This only became obvious when I started these daily walks with about 15 kilograms on my back. But with several weeks to go, I had enough time to get ready and to find two people to join me on that hike. Hiking up Mount Ramelau. On June 21st, 2009, Rob, Maria and I set off in the early morning hours to drive up to Hartabuliko. That's the village at the foot of Mount Ramelau. It's roughly at 1900 meters above sea level. We had a quick snack, filled up our water supply and at 8 o'clock sharp, we were ready. Each one of us was carrying about 30 kilograms of gear and provisions. While this sounds like a lot, it was actually mostly water seven liters each and a warm sleeping bag for the night. The ascent itself, under normal conditions, is not very challenging. That much became obvious quite soon. But with gear to stay the night at the top, with just one leg and with parts of the path washed away by a landslide, we had to take quite an exhausting detour. So things became a bit more demanding, at least for me. Including all the stops, and we had a few of them, enjoying the spectacular views as well as long chats, munching through half a dozen chocolate bars. It took us almost eight hours to get to the top. While Rob and Maria still looked fresh and full of energy when we reached the top, I must admit that I was at the end of my tatters. The detour through the dense vegetation and first down a very steep slope into a valley before climbing up another even steeper slope on the other side took a toll on me. At the heat and the fact that I actually sweat a lot really wore me out. But despite the fatigue and exhaustion, it felt amazing to sit at the top of Mount Ramelau, see Timor's north and south coast at the same time, watch a stunning sunset and warm up with a freshly brewed steaming pot of hot coffee. Thanks Rob for packing that one, I forgot about it. Later in the evening, when I was already snuggled up in my sleeping bag, lying under the stars, it slowly sunk in. Rob, Marie and I had just raised 7,000 US dollars. And we had done so by doing something all three of us love doing. That is, being out in the hills, walking, spending time in Mother Nature, in great company. What an amazing day! What a great way to support people with disabilities in East Timor. After a rather chilly night under the stars, we were woken by a breathtaking, amazing sunrise. What a stunning setting for breakfast. Full of energy and happy as one can be, we started our way back down into the valley. And after not even three hours, we reached Hartabuliko. Minutes later, we were back in the car, heading down to Dili.
small sums that make a big difference. A week later, I was able to bring each of the three organizations participating in this sponsored walk their share of the funds. First and foremost, there was Assert, the organization that built my artificial limp and whose refusal to get paid by me actually kicked off this idea. When it comes to the production of artificial limbs, Assert was the number one address in Timor-Leste. In addition to building artificial limbs, it provided physiotherapy and cooperated with the official state structures to improve the overall situation of people with disabilities in the country. The money was helping the organization to further train its team and increase staff capacity. The second organization was the St. Francis of Assisi Workshop for Disabled People up in Aileo. This organization had been producing hand bikes for years. Situated in Aileo, a small city about 45 kilometers away from Dili up in the hills, it contributed enormously to increase people's mobility and independence. The money was paying for the production of several new hand bikes and enabled the team to replace some of its welding equipment, something they have been looking for and struggling to get for years. Last but not least, there was Ahisaun. Ahisaun is an organization located on the outskirts of Dili. It lobbied for and actively supported the social integration and economic empowerment of people with disabilities. In addition, it offered sports activities as well as education and formation opportunities. The money was used to equip the kitchen of a new training center the organization had just built in Dili to enable people with disabilities who come from the districts to attend its courses and benefit from its services. I left Timor-Leste less than a month later. What a great way to say goodbye to this amazing country that had been my home for a year and a half. What a great way of giving back to a nation and its people who had welcomed me with open arms and who made me feel at home for the entire time of my stay in Timor-Leste. Thank you so much, Timor-Leste. You've been great to me. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the new episodes. And I would really appreciate it if you leave me a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to learn more about The Active Amputee, make sure to head over to www.theactiveamputee.org where you find hundreds of articles from amputees for amputees. Articles filled with inspiration, information and encouragement to be active and live a rewarding life. I see you all again for the next episode. Until then, all the best. This is Bjorn from The Active Amputee.